sorry, you can sit there and look and play with all your silly machines as much as you Shots. like. What a stop! Shots from Ben! Oh! Oh! Jordan Ben! Yes! Jordan Hedden! I mean, that sort of stuff, we're, it, it's been... We're, be we're bigger than that. That interview is just like the performance, flat. No. What, what do you want him to do? Just fall at Gabriel's feet crying? I mean, well, he's... Say something... We, we were doing what we'd done for 20 years, relaxing a nervous studio guest in the same way that you would in, in these conditions, um, and thought no more of it. Fire it up, fire it up, when we finally turn it up. Hello and welcome to the Friday Football Podcast. We've got a lot to get through today. We've got some... Uh, We've got some great things, hopefully great things this weekend. I'm joined today by only one person. Last time we had we had the other two main men from off the ball. We had oh, yeah. Dave McIntyre, we had Jay Gilroy, who unfortunately can't be with us today. But we've got the regular the regular guy. I like to think he's me, me, me sidekick, me right-hand man. The guy you can always depend upon when you're in need. That's what I say. It's, of course... Mason Murphy. When you're really, really stuck, yeah, is what you're saying. When you're stuck, so basically you've dug me out of a hole today because we had nobody else to come in with us, and yeah, it's, it's a pleasure you, to be here. It's an honour. It's an honour. Trumps anyway. Um, got, I feel like Joe Lipira that time he got called into the Ireland squad. Ah, oh, come on, you're not that good, surely. Huh? Anyone gets an Ireland cap, you've got to be good, haven't you? Joe Lipira got a cap. Ah, let's leave that. Was he good? Let's leave that. Uh, you well, played with him, didn't you? I was with him for a. You went days, on that tour. A few days training. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really see enough of him, to be quite honest with you. Too early to judge him. V far too early to judge him, yeah. 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 And it was. It was. Anyway, I did say we've got a lot to get through. Um, there's a few things I want to get through. I, I want to talk about Wayne Rooney. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, the, the apology, wider agenda, whatever it would be as well. We're going to talk the fixtures. We're going to talk, um, we're going to talk the odds. We're going to talk about an interesting one that you've brought up to me about the the regions in England, the, the the teams within certain regions are struggling this season. And you've mm. got a you've got a theory behind this one anyway. Uh, but anyway, we'll get to that one in a bit. Anyway, first of all, let, let's start with with Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Um, gate crashing a wedding at the weekend. Fair play. I thought. Fair enough. I thought that man of the play. people. Man of the people. All of a sudden, then, as what happens nowadays, pictures come out, social media, front page of newspapers, blah 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 blah. And it's a huge story. England's captain has to make a full apology. What What did you make? I, I still can't help but say, but laugh when I'm actually talking about it here. So, I don't what, know. what I want to know is why is Phil Jagielka getting away with all this? He's there, right beside him, every step of the way. He's probably buying him the drinks. Possibly, possibly. Um, but, but he's not England captain. So, no. The one thing I'm saying is, is there, is there now? That's the one thing that was in my head with this one. There is a wide agenda around Wayne Rooney that's been going on for a long time, hmm. hasn't there? This this agenda that, regardless of what's happening off the field, which at times hasn't gone great for him off the field, but in fairness to him, his performances in general up until recent years were always excellent, weren't they? You could never question that. Yeah. Now all of a sudden the performances have dipped and the performances have started to slip and wane a little bit. This is just something another stick to beating with, no? Yeah, yeah. There's like there's several different parts of this. There's the this as a follow up to Sam Allardyce losing his job in what was all right, slightly different, but also ultimately seemed to boil down to having had a few drinks and saying a few things he shouldn't have. And maybe there's a drink culture in English football. Also, though, this has been used suddenly and for 
this has happened for the last couple of years, a stick to beat Wayne Rooney with for not achieving what he should have achieved during his career because, you know, he was always a little bit chubby. Was he ever at peak fitness? He always liked to drink. You smoke as well. So did Wayne mm. Rooney fulfil his potential? Like yeah. You saw him when he was what? 16? 16, 17, yeah. Yeah, I saw him as a baby, as a kid, more or less really coming through. Uh, baby, yeah. In, in, as a baby? In, in football, you saw him as a baby? In football in terms, in football in terms. Come on, you know what I mean? I actually saw a piece... How long did you play with him for? Uh, I had with him for a season. That was the first season, was it? Uh, it was. He'd already he'd already made his debut, okay. so I wasn't around for when he scored the goal against, against Arsenal, Arsenal. So I was around that following season, and yeah, he was he was always excellent. But the, I'll I'll come back to that in a second. The piece that I saw, there was a, there was a piece written on on this today, and the, it was the first three or four paragraph uh, paragraphs of the piece was um, started. I think the first line was maybe Wayne Rooney, blah blah blah, whatever it was. I can't remember. Then it went into Cristiano Ronaldo, and it said, does three thousand sit ups a day? Goes in an ice chamber at three in the morning. Does Everything right, rarely drinks alcohol, mm. basically loves himself to high heaven and you know, and everything like this. Which coincidentally is three months or six months or whatever it is older than Wayne Rooney. Now, there's no comparison. This comparison keeps getting thrown about because they came into Man United around about the same time, starting to make that breakthrough, starting to become superstars mm. that they were around the same time. There's no comparison on that one, is there? It's not this. It's chalk and cheese. You've got two different characters from two different parts of the world. Yeah, the, like that comparison is totally unfair. Like yeah. Rooney has achieved a lot. If you compare him to Ronaldo, okay, his career is going to come second best. If you career, compare him to Messi, yeah. his career is never going to live up to that. He's going to finish his career as England's all-time top scorer, as Manchester United's all-time top scorer. What is it? Six, seven Premier League titles, a Champions League, all of that. Yeah, He's done pretty much everything you could have expected for a guy coming from the background he's come from. And that should never be underestimated. Like, you know these areas of Liverpool coming from an incredibly poor area of Liverpool. As he would say himself and he, on that Gary Lineker documentary when he yeah. went back, I think it was to visit his grandmother and show where... Very proud of where he's from. Yeah. As well, you know, that's but he thing. hasn't turned his back on it. No, and totally. that's what people wanted. Yeah. People, what people feel Wayne Rooney should have done was when he was 17 and when it all started to blow up and he scored the goal against Arsenal, is he should have turned his back on his family, should have turned his back on all the people he grew up with. And maybe his career would have turned out better if he had done that and said, I'm moving to my big mansion in Cheshire and I'm never going to speak to any of you again because I need to be a completely different person if I'm going to get the a best hermit. of myself. Need to live yeah. like a hermit basically, yeah. Would that yeah. have made him the player he is? Like maybe it would have made him a better player, but it could also have gone the opposite way and it could have gone actually this isn't worth it. This yeah. is what I want to be. Like generally he's got the balance all right. I, I would have thought. I I I probably I do agree with that. I do I think he has I think he has got that balance where he's still as you say respected by his friends and in his own community and I think that's that's a big thing I think for anyone that when yeah. you start to reach the, the sort of levels that you can always go back to where you've come from and and have that respect I, I totally see that that's, have you that, seen him lately that's the big one no I haven't seen him in a while actually no I haven't um last time I seen him socially was at uh he wasn't drinking actually when <laughs> at the do but no uh, it'd, be, it'd be three or four years ago now yeah but three or four years ago last time I saw him but and but to be honest with you as well he's he has worked. He's done. He's done lots through his foundation as well. He's, he, he, let's be honest. You can't get away from the fact is of what he has actually done through his career. As you say, considering where he's come from, and I, I think because his performances on the pitch haven't haven't been great over the last few years, we know. We all know that. We, it's glaring the obvious. He'll know that himself. He's let off a bit of steam after a, after a game, which 
maybe something that we might come to that, that you know, I've done it. Many other players have done it. After, You're still after doing inter- it. After international, but I don't, I don't, I don't play the game anymore. You know, some might say I've never played the game, <laughs> but um, yeah, we've we've all done it. We've all done exactly what he's done, and it, particularly what what annoys me is he doesn't even have a game coming up. Yeah, fairly evident that he was not going to be involved in that Spain game, so there is no problem. Should he not, though? Carrying an injury, knowing that Manchester United have a huge game coming up tomorrow against Arsenal, should he not be thinking the best thing for me here is rest? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I do agree with that. Or it, does it matter? Like, so you've done I don't, this. I don't think you've done make, this after Ireland games. I don't think it's going to make any difference to him physically before before next weekend. But one thing I would say, you say you're, you, we're saying it from from an Irish culture, British culture, whatever it would be. That's the way that it is. You go out have, have a few beers after the game. You can't tell me that. The Spanish players are not doing the same. You can't tell me that other other countries, other nations are not doing the same, which they clearly are. Maybe they don't get quite as drunk. No, and they don't get the same exposure. Yeah. That's another thing as well. Like he was wearing his England top, which yeah. was maybe a mistake. <laughs> maybe... He's in the hotel, though. He's yeah. still in the hotel. He's staying within the confines well, this is, of this his is hotel. What I, it was only after reading a few articles about it that kind of dawned on me. Wait a second. He hasn't even got out. Yeah. He's just stayed in. I now, I'd say there was questions at home. When uh, all this started to break and it suddenly emerged, they'd been given the night off. A lot of the players went home to their families and Wayne said, nah, I think I'll stay in the hotel for the night and go on the lash with my mate Phil Jagielka. Yeah, but I think Wayne would have, I think Wayne really would have stayed around because he probably would have had to see, I don't know. Well, he was training the next day. He was, he was part of the session. Now, he didn't obviously take a full part because he's injured. Yeah. But he was on the training pitch the next day, it seems. Right. So yeah, I mean, out of five, the photos yeah. like the photos are damning. If you want to decide everything on the back of one snapshot, if I bet you, if we went out after Ireland played on Saturday night, and the players, I think they flew straight back to Dublin after the game in Vienna. Yeah, I'm sure a good few of them went out in town. I'm sure they were out till four or five o'clock in the morning. If we took constant photos of them, you would have got one of some of the Irish players going. Ugh. Looking a bit worse for wear. Yeah, like, it happens. To everyone, you go out on a night out, and one of your mates yeah. starts putting up pictures the next day of you out, and you're like, well, "I know yeah. I had a good, the, I know the, I had a bit to drink, there, but there I look quote, absolutely the, destroyed." There was a quote, wasn't there, from someone from one onlooker? I think it said he he looked like a was it a clown drunk or something, <laughs> or or, or a, it was something along that sort of lines anyway. And you spot on. You can take a picture of anyone. I mean, I take I take regular photographs of you, Nathan, <laughs> when you're out and about. Yeah, uh, obviously not, but yeah. But if I took many a picture of you in your attire, great shirt as Thanks. it is, um, I would I could quite easily get you looking worse for work. I could get you sat at your desk looking worse for work, which is a regular occurrence. Don't get me wrong, but I could easily do that. You know, yeah. so I, I, I the, the story the story doesn't stack up from an England's captain's point of view. I mean, and a lot might argue that case to me. They go that, and I've heard it before, that rugby players don't act like this and all these sort of things. That's bullshit. I, I know. I, well, that's that is bullshit. I know. They're worse. I know. They're throwing midgets around airplanes. That happened, did it? Did that, that happen? Did that happen? Did that happen with the English team coming back from the Southern Hemisphere? Or was it the Lions? Mike Tyndall? Was it? I don't know. Yeah. Hell. Yeah. Here's the question, right? And this is what I'm wondering. So Sam Allardyce got fired. Like, I think he had to go because yeah. resigned, fired, whichever way. Well, whatever way. The, to yeah. Leave, yeah. Mutually uh, yeah. parted company. I felt he had to go because of his reputation that he had coming into it that he was looking to put to one side, and this just confirmed what people suspected. And the FA were worried that more. 
could eventually come out. Now he's sort of been cleared of like anything mm. criminally wrong or anything like that. But they've now the FA have sacked their manager on the back of him going out and having a pint of wine and been a little bit loose lipped. <laughs> their captain is getting absolutely torn apart in the media for going out on a session in the team hotel with a load of other players and with a load of the backroom staff and he has been hung out to dry. I'm wondering like what is the atmosphere like in that England dressing room? Yeah. Like Rooney seems to be quite a popular figure in the dressing I'd say room. Would be, I'd that say they're all turning around going, wait they, they, a second. They would have looked to him though, regardless of Wayne's form over the last two or three years, wherever it's been, they look to Wayne Rooney. Every one of those England players coming in, whether you're a goal scorer, whether you're a midfielder, defender, wherever wherever you are, you're looking to Wayne Rooney because you're seeing him as this player, this this real talent at 16, where he was about 15, 16, 17, when he breaks into the England team as well. I think it was 17 when he broke into the England side. They're seeing him as the benchmark, aren't they? They're seeing him as play. Mm. Now, regardless of whether Wayne Rooney retired at 23, 24, whatever it would be, he still would have had a great career even, even if that's the case. All these players are looking up to him. So Wayne Rooney could do no wrong in their eyes. Yeah. Totally. I just wonder what it does, not, not so much for morale, but like it's just such bad leadership, I think, from the FA again to sort of leave him hanging there and having to, to come out and... Apologise That's the one he goes He had to apologise Unreservedly It's obviously a joint statement And things like this as well I know I agree with you I'm I'm with you on it Nathan I do because I find these These stories When they come out In in this manner There's obviously A a different agenda within them That's that's the point of it all And this This story might Do Gareth Gareth Southgate (laughs) Southgate Gareth Southgate It might do Gareth Southgate A favour You think? Well I, I do I do think that Because if Gareth Southgate, I'll say it again, has um, has dropped Wayne Rooney, first first England manager, was it thirteen years I think to yeah. drop him? First England manager in thirteen years to drop him. Now all of a sudden, he he's in a position where he's dropped him. Wayne Rooney's obviously not happy he's dropped. Mm. Feels as though he's not performing. He now can maybe push him aside, use this as an excuse, an excuse from the top as well. And it, all of a sudden, then now you've freshening things up further down the line. We know this backfired on Steve McLaren as well when Steve McLaren was England manager when he dropped David Beckham yeah. and all of a sudden he had to go capping and looking for David Beckham to come back in. Could this be something that could backfire on Gareth Southgate if he chose to go down that route? Would it be stronger management for Gareth Southgate that when they get back together in March for the next game that he picks Wayne Rooney and says, I'll pick whatever team I want? Yeah, do you, uh, yeah, I do think that. If he, if Is he, Gareth Southgate but, a yes but, man? Uh, I, I don't know if you know him. Well, that's like, the way... No, I don't. That, I think that there's I an impression from the outside coach, yeah. that the reason he's been given this job yeah. is that he's a safe pair of hands and that incidents like happened at the weekend wouldn't happen yeah. under his watch. What would you think? What would you think about it, though? I mean, I, I think that if he wants to pick him, pick him. If he doesn't want to pick yeah. him, then it's an excuse. It's an it excuse is an excuse. That the FA then can say, lean him, but don't pick him for the next squad, whatever mm. it will be. That's, that's what can happen, doesn't it? Yeah. What was the best ever session you had with the Ireland team? Oh... It was after a defeat, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, you see, imagine if that ended up in the papers. Yeah, no. Imagine if that ended up in the France game. After the France game in all nine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you stay in Paris that night? No, I flew back to Dublin. Oh yeah. Look at you. There wasn't much. I was getting uh, nearly attacked down some side street outside the stadium. There wasn't yeah, much I just slaughtered there. your performance. Well, no, I tell you, I tell you what it was. We had some good uh, the Holland. We, we had some good good nights out. Holland was you, the you, night uh, where you, you two invited you to Slane. That's McIntyre's story. Yeah, he, put, he, he invited him to Slane, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. That was that night. Yeah. You too. Yeah, you too. Well, I know. 
That's uh, it's one of those things, isn't it? But I'm just looking. There's there's so many different, yeah, so many different. You say is a session. I'd say it's just a few, casual, steam. A few casual drinks with friends. That's <laughs> what it is. You know, that's what we wanted to do. We were friends. We were we were close. You know. Um, no, but I think that's how it was. That's how it used to be. We used to go out and have a laugh, and and it, that was the the thing. We never necessarily saw it as a session, but we there was once or twice it did turn into a session. Yeah. We did you ever do karaoke in Gibneys on a Sunday night? Oh. I've done karaoke in many places now. And you know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. You team me up there, but yeah. Um, but we won't go. We won't. We won't. Certainly won't go into that one now. Yeah. Um, so, Jose Mourinho's due to appear before the media in the next little while. Just while we're recording this, that's going to be interesting. Totally. Totally. I, I put your. I'm going to make you put your neck in the block. Do you think he backs Rooney or he goes after Rooney? If I'm Jose Mourinho, I'm backing him. He's still my club captain. He's got to back him. And he can basically get... Mourinho can get away with it. Totally get away with it. There's another school of thought that you can say that he can actually hang him out to dry because he doesn't want him. So, but as Could hang club, England out to dry. As his club captain, as his club captain at Manchester United, he's got to back him. Nothing to do with me. Not on my watch. No curd. Doesn't bother me whatsoever. Nothing to do with me. That's what he can do. Speak to Wayne Rooney internally. Have a chat to him. Good management in my eyes. That's very good management. That's the way I would see that, yeah. Yeah. Right, I think we've I think we've covered the Rooney-ish, haven't we? I tell you what, before we go on to the fixtures, we'll, we'll, we'll cover the fixtures at the end because um, we'd like to have a little look at the odds. This, um, I've actually put it down there, it's how you said it to me before, shit teams, in shit, the, the shit teams get relegated. That's how you actually build it to me, which invariably is true anyway, isn't it? So, but I said the shit that's, that's how you put it to me. That's how you put it to me. So we ship shit places then, which however you want to put it. You said to me originally, shit teams get relegated, which is yeah, all right. Well, so that's that's, all right, that's insight right there. Well, exactly, but that's how it is, isn't it? But, no, what, what, what you're trying to put... Interesting enough, before we start this, Gary Neville wrote a piece about six, seven months ago saying about a north-south south divide within football. Basically saying that apart from Manchester clubs... Liverpool at the time were weren't actually flying. Mm. But we're saying that all the players want to go and play in, in London now. That's basically, and all the rest of the sides are going to struggle. Look at the northeast. Look, yeah. at, this maybe backs up your theory. Look at the the teams that struggle at the bottom of the Premier League at the moment, and how accessible they are. That's one thing as well. Accessible at the, at the teams that certainly are struggling is Hull City, Sunderland, of course, Middlesbrough are not flying, Burnley are not flying, Swansea are not flying. They're not. Flying, if you know what I mean, they're not. They certainly they get picking up points. Some of them that I've mentioned there are, but the ones, the teams that are really struggling, Sunderland, Hull, Swansea, not accessible. They're not deemed glamorous enough for you know. I mean, we always remember Roy Keane when Roy was manager of Sunderland, saying that he he was hearing players on the phone talking to the wives about what's it like for shopping there and things like this. But it's it's an in, this is an interesting one, I think, as well, though it is because. You spoke about accessible and how accessible Middlesbrough. Is. You're at Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough yeah. Chelsea. It's a bloody nightmare to get to. Is it? Well, go on then, fire away. I'm hoping to get relegated for that simple for reason. That one reason to make yeah. my life a little bit easier. Yeah. Well, I I did say that about these terrible places where people have to go and play, and then I realised you had played in two of them <laughs> <laughs> just after I said it. I do I do wonder is there a issue within the clubs about how they recruit players? Is there a deeper issue that we don't see? And I'm going to use Swansea as an example because it's probably the one I know best compared to Hull and Sunderland and maybe it's a similar issue. So the deal with Swansea was 
great place to go for a game generally. Seem to be a really well well run club. Yeah. They've had some American investments. They've sort of great changed. atmosphere as well at Liberty as well. Yeah, isn't brilliant. It? One atmosphere. of the better atmospheres, isn't it? Um, and the fans have a stake in the club. There's an ownership uh, structure there that gives them a stake. Now it seems to be diluted somewhat um, since the investment came. But so they signed someone like Kyle Walker. And the figures that were being put about was Kyle Walker was on something like 40 grand a week at Spurs. They signed him for 5 million quid, which is nothing. Yeah. But they double his wages because the only way you're going to get Kyle Walker to move to Swansea is if you give him a load of money. Mm -hmm. And then you're doing that with quite a few players. You have players who are already there going, wait a second, Kyle Walker's fine. It's good to have him at the club. He's getting paid 70, 80 grand a week. Yeah. Just because you want him to move from London. Talk about Cal Norton here, by the way. Cal Norton. Yeah, I thought you said Cal Walker, sorry. Cal Norton, sorry. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering, is that, like, that's just one example, but there seem to be quite a few. Yeah. Uh, like, you look at... Uh, well, they paid... The, Wilfred Bonney was on huge money. Yeah. Um, Eder apparently was on huge money. Well, Gomez came on a Gomes, free transfer. Huge money. Andre Ayew as well. Which is why then they all ended up being linked with a move away from the club. So obviously they're thinking, we're not paying a transfer fee or a really low transfer fee. We paid them a good chunk of wages, but yeah. we'll probably sell them in a year. So all right, it's cost us three, four million for the year. Yeah. But we get we got them on a free, we get 12, 15 million quid if all goes according to plan. Yeah. And does that then work its way down into the dressing room where the lads who are on a lesser wage are going, it's a load of nonsense. I think it does. I think it does. Certainly the lads that's in there contributing every week as mm. well. I think it does have a knock-on effect. I think it does. It, it, the wider, it, it's, it is. I think it's coming out more and more. I mean, Liverpool may be an issue. Liverpool are obviously flying this season as well and a huge club like they are. But a lot of players, you know, northwest, north, north, northwest-based will live Manchester area, Cheshire area, wherever it would be. That's where they would live, whether they play for Liverpool or Everton, United or City. So quite, quite comfortable. Outside that, the teams thriving at the moment are, are, are generally London teams, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're the teams. And, and even South, like Southampton, Bournemouth, you, you could almost count them as London teams. Like you could, well, If you're a player, you could live in South London, mm. like Cobham, a nice place like that, lovely and you're in Southampton well. in an hour. As well. Lovely areas as well in Southampton yeah. as well, aren't they? They are, they are great areas as well. It is, it's, a, it's an interesting it is an interesting one, I think, through it. I mean, how you put it to me, I think, was very blunt, but... <laughs> It's it, there is a wider issue around it as well, and I think this season we'll probably see, as you say, whole a whole a Sunderland. Are they going to go this year? Mm. More than likely, you know. Well, of course, well, when you were at Sunderland and, and a whole, but particularly when you were at Sunderland, maybe there seemed to be a buzz around Sunderland at that stage. So maybe it was different. Maybe it wasn't quite as pronounced as it is now. But did you get the sense that players were coming to Sunderland, going, "All right, I'll come here for a year. I'll prove myself." But as soon as I can get out of I here, I, I mean, honestly, genuinely, I didn't feel that at all. I mean, I, again, for me, it was it was a step up for me, though, wasn't it? I mean, I was stepping up from the championship. You know, I'd, I'd played at that stage, league, the old Division Three, League Two, as it is now. I'd, I'd got promoted to League One into the championship. Had a couple of seasons with West Brom. I, I just broke into the Ireland team. I wanted to play in the Premier League. That's what I wanted to play. So there was a couple of options for me. So I, Sunderland was there for me, and Sunderland were a good, strong side at that particular time. Mm. Players there who are new as well, which obviously would have helped that transition for me as well. And that was good the social why. side. 
social side yet. The fir- my first, yeah, well, that, you asked about the sessions. My first ever week at Sunderland, Niall Quinn, I was in the hotel. Quinny rings me up. Kev, what's the crack? Kev, uh, Quinny, yeah, I'm just uh, taking it easy in the room. No, you're not. I'll meet you downstairs in reception in 20 minutes. Have your dancing gear on, or worse to that effect. <laughs> and that was it. We had a, we ended up having a, a night within three or four days. So, yeah, they, 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 they were the good times. They Niall good Quinn, times. I think one of his greatest gifts must be, when you consider the clubs he's been at and the characters he's been around, like one of his greatest gifts, I think, is that he could probably have 20 pints and his face just never changes. <laughs> like he never looks... He never has that uh, clown-like look that <laughs> Wayne Rooney has. 20 pints as well. So that everybody else is in the papers the next day and Jesus, the drinking sessions they used to have at Arsenal and Quinny's there. <laughs> Not a bother on him. Not a bother on him. <laughs> Just shaking his head. No, no. <laughs> Remembering yeah. everything. Yeah, well, there you go. We, 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 I think we've covered those basically. Let's get on to the, let's get on to the games this weekend as well. We'll start brief. Well, we'll, we'll get through uh, first one anywhere. At top of the shot. Big game of the weekend. Uh, Manchester United at home to Arsenal. Um, United are United are seven to five to win the game. Arsenal nineteen to ten, nearly nearly obviously two to one. Mm. Uh, the draws twenty three to ten. We'll, we'll 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 talk a little bit around this game, but what do you think is going to go this weekend? <sighs> Early game on a Saturday after an international break, where so many of the players have been away. <sighs> Nil nil one one. Nil nil. You say Marino's a pretty forgettable game. Is yeah. what I'm seeing. I think if anyone wins it, goes and wins a game. I think Arsenal. But I, I, I'd take a draw on that as well. Mm. I'd take a draw on that at twenty. I'm not looking forward to it. To 10, That's no. one of the problems with Mourinho teams. Yeah. Is that like, I felt that covering our head of the United Liverpool game. You know, usually you're up for this, and Sky were trying their best to build it up, but you just know it's not going to be great. Yeah. I know, and I know. and United are the exception there now because pretty much all the big games have been exceptional. Yeah, like that's that's the they've been brilliant. Game. The standard has been really really high, yeah. except for the United games where they're trying to drag it down. Yeah, that that is the worry in this in this game, particularly where the Arsenal's playing as well. I don't think we've got too much time really to go to go nattering on a lot mm. as well. So we'll put that. So we have are we having a draw? We'll both go for a little yeah. draw. So I will, I'll ask you for a double at the end. I'll do a double, and you can do a double for me as well. Uh, now we're on to the three o'clock, three six three yeah, o'clock yeah. kickoffs this weekend. So it's quite an, um, a packed three o'clock uh, three o'clock roundup. So Palace at home to to Man City. Uh, Palace uh, nineteen to four. The draws one hundred to thirty. Man Man City eight to fifteen. Can you see anything but a City win here? Again, after the international break, I think this will be a good time for Palace to get them to Selhurst Park. Yeah. I don't think the City... It's it's one of the places I saw Palace City... Palace against Liverpool the other week. Yeah? Mm. You're not having it? I just think defensively they look quite poor now. I, th- I think they, they, look, they, they were trying to play a bit more open. Yeah. They were going direct into Benteke. They were going back to front quite a lot. Who who they playing at centre back? Delaney. Uh, so it's no, Delaney never played actually. It was Scott, Dan, and uh, Tompkins. Tompkins, yeah, Tompkins and oh, Dan yeah. played centre halves. So, you know, I don't know. Zaha's not been too bad this year. I, I'd say that Wilfred Zaha's been in decent mm. enough form. Benteke's looked good. They've got balls into the into the box. They're trying to cross early to to Benteke play to strength, but. I think City might have too much. You know what I do here. I'd be tempted to lay City. Would you? I, I, I. This is my one of the both teams to score with a win. Here. Right, I, you I love go, that. I, I do love that. I got both teams to score with a, with a City win here. I think City will have too much, and I think that 
after you know after international break, Guardiola getting one or two of the lads right as well. I I think I'd go I go City to win that. I fancy City to win it with the both teams to score as well. Right, we'll move on to Everton. Uh, Everton at home to Swansea team we already spoke about here. Mm. Everton three to five, the draw three to one. Uh, Swansea seventeen to four. What do you fancy? Everton have suddenly become very inconsistent, well, but Swansea are brutal. Well, they got smashed the last game. Swansea are fair. brutal. Right. Uh, I think Everton, it's a great game for Everton, Everton to get yeah, back. Yeah. Enough said about that. I'll go with the Everton. Everton win for me on that one as well. Uh, Southampton at home to Liverpool. Now this is a game I'm really looking forward to actually this week. And one of the better three o'clock kickoffs. Mm. Southampton twelve to five, draw five to two. Liverpool twenty one to twenty, which I think is actually not a bad price the way Liverpool are playing at the moment. Yeah, of the sort of seven or eight fixtures that we touched upon a couple of weeks ago, this is the toughest one for Liverpool yeah. in this run. And you have to take into account. It, Coutinho's great form is is brilliant, but it now means he's first choice for Brazil, which means he's playing a lot of football yeah. in between. He's goal last week against Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So does that have an impact? Is Lalana going to be fit? Yeah. So like Lalana is so important yeah. to what Liverpool are trying to do. That's going that has got to give mm. Southampton the chance. And Liverpool's record against Southampton is average enough. Take a draw? Yeah. Take the draw I think on that if one. you're Liverpool, I think, you would definitely I th- get I th- out of dodge. I think Liverpool will win it. I think Liverpool will win it at 21 to 20. I think that's a good bet as it well. It is a good I, price. I think Liverpool will win the game. I think Liverpool will be too strong for Southampton. Uh, Stoke, Bournemouth, Stoke 6 to 5. The draw 12 to 5. Bournemouth 9 to 4. Anytime I've seen Bournemouth this season, they've been really, really poor. Yeah. But they have put in, they haven't scored since, was it the 6 1? 6 1 against Hull. Yeah, haven't yeah. scored since then. Uh, he has a lot of options up front. He seems to rotate them. Can't really decide whether he wants yeah, Wilson, Wilson or Foley, whoever it will be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Stokes. It seems have turned it around. Mm, I, I'm with you there. Yeah, I, I'd be I, tempted to go with Stoke. I think Stoke, Nathan. I'd take Stoke to win that as well. Sunderland. Um, now this is a cracker at the bottom. This I think this is a big game, huge game. I, I'm, I'd actually look forward to this one. You know, and maybe my negative self that you'd put me down. But anyway, Sunderland eleven to ten. Um, the draws twenty three to ten and Hull thirteen to five. The Kevin Kilban Derby. Kevin Kilban is that what the billing it has? Yeah, that's what Sky have been running promos all week. Have they? Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Uh, I wouldn't like to be. I wouldn't like to be going to this game. <laughs> I would like to go for that. This would be tension. You would hope that this is one of those. It's like I think four three. Win. I think Sunderland will win. Hat trick for Jermaine Defoe. 11, I think I think Hull are terrible. Eleven to ten. I'm taking a I'm taking a Sunderland win there. Who did Hull beat before the international break? How did they win? Southampton. Southampton, yeah. Southampton are bloody infuriating. Yeah. Every season they like they have brilliant seasons, and you could yeah. say they overachieve, but they've three or four results that they must look back on and go, "Just if we won those games against the bottom team yeah. in the league, we'd be qualifying for the That's Champions what you League." You get though, don't you? It's what you get. It's football, Nathan. It's football. Southampton, uh, Kevin. Watford, Watford at home to Leicester. Watford seven to four, twenty-three to ten. The draw. Uh, Leicester six to four. This is the bet of the weekend. Watford to win at home or what? Seven to four. Seven to four. I'm all over that. Bet the weekend. I am all over that. Best bet, Nathan's best bet. Right. Leicester really poor away from home. They got Champions League coming up. Nathan's BB. Uh, right, good one. I, no, I actually, I think Leicester might get something out of this game. I don't think they'll get B. I'd take a draw on that. 23 to 10, I think that's a decent. That's a decent. Yeah. Uh, I'd top, definitely be laying Leicester. I'm at this game Saturday, Nathan. I'm at Tottenham against West Ham. Tottenham 8 to 15, draw 16 to 5. West Ham a massive 5 to 1. <laughs> Their last ever trip to the lane. I don't have the odds in front of me, but you fancy their West Ham my, uh, minus one. Uh, sorry, West Ham yeah. plus one in that game. That's probably like 11 to 8, something like that, I would have thought. 11 to 10. Harry Kane back fit. Ugh, I've, I've, I've a big downer on 
Spurs. I just, I don't see it. Yeah. Even though I was at the last game, was it the last game, the North London Derby, where they were a better team than Arsenal for the vast majority of yeah. it. If Kane is back fully fit, I just still think they're missing something. They need yeah. to kick up the, like Dembele. Yeah. Dembele needs to do more. Mm. I keep hearing people raving about him. Like he has these moments in games and like he's, he plays a lot of nice pass. He never gives it away. Twists around from a midfielder at the odd time. But he needs to do it around the edge of the area. Like he's twist. It was kind of like Alaba for Austria last night. It's all very well doing it in the centre circle. Yeah. If you're going to be an exceptional midfielder, surely you have to be able to do it further up the pitch. Still don't think Spurs are finishing top four. What do you think? I think West Ham are so inconsistent, aren't they? Two more games. Just getting a few more players back from injury. I'd actually take West Ham with back. a goal start on that. So it's yeah. like, I'm, 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 I'd be looking at the draw really at sixteen to five, or, or West Ham with a goal start within that Spurs one. Spurs haven't won in what price. seven? Is it? Yeah, Spurs are struggling. Spurs are struggling for four goals. draws in a row in the Premier struggling League for goals really as well. That's the thing, as you say, as well. I'd, I'd take that. I'd take draw. Kid Andrew said in commentary that Vincent Janssen looked like he'd won a competition. <laughs> Great con commentator. Yeah. Oh, he is the best. One of the best. The best. Um, you're, the game that you're doing Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough holds to Chelsea Middlesbrough 5-1 to one to win at home yeah. not a bad one the draw 29-10 to 10, Chelsea 4-7 to seven. yeah Middlesbrough have slowly but surely uh, sort of disintegrated as the season has gone on they yeah. started they're quite brightly score goals, no. they're not going to score goals now they're not going to score goals yeah who is like is not going to get mm. you Jordan Rhodes is he going to get into double figures Jordan Rhodes it's probably his, is this his first real opportunity at this level. Like first he level, went to Blackburn, no first chance in the Premier League. Yeah. When he went to Blackburn, Blackburn had been relegated. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so like everyone's been waiting to see can he do it at yeah. this level. He's not playing for a side that's going to create an, mm. a load of chances for him though. That's the one thing that he needs because with Jordan Rhodes, I, I was with him at Huddersfield. You need players to get crosses in. You need to players put b- balls in the area from. I don't think unless. Uh, the winger Traore plays, who's oh, sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks lively. Unless he plays, puts crosses in. They're not going to score a goal. I don't feel Middlesbrough. I think this is a Chelsea Against a three-man defence. Yeah. Chelsea like, it sends Middlesbrough taking nil-nil in this. 100%. The draw them for 29-10, to 10, that's outstanding value, you think, because of how, how Middlesbrough are going to play, I mm. think. But I think Chelsea will have too much in this game. I think Chelsea win the game. Yeah, I think Chelsea win. could win it quite comfortably. 4-7. Uh, and then the Monday night, Woo! classic Monday night football, just to, just to round all this off. Um, this classic pod again for this weekend. But we've got West Brom at home to Burnley. Oh, West Brom. This is one of these games. I'm going to be sitting there watching it, <laughs> and I've watched the full thing, and I've just said, "What have I done with my life? What, what have uh, I done with my life that this is what I'm doing football, on a Monday man. night?" What's the with you? Come on. I, well, mind you, I did say that on Tuesday night. I was watching England against Spain, and I was, literally, it was ticking into injury time. I was like, "Why have I just watched this entire ninety minutes?" Like it was grand. I was like, "Surely I should be doing something else with my Tuesday evening." And then you get this <laughs> unbelievable five minutes. I'm like. Christ I'm glad I stayed and watched this <laughs> It was all worthwhile well, To think some people Didn't watch that game Yeah Declan Lynch has this great line uh, Which he wrote about after Arsenal beat Reading 7-5 In yeah. the, uh, in, the in the League Cup It was like a League Cup Quarter oh, final yeah, Our last 16 game it, yeah. On a Tuesday night Like this was the there was, I think, I think Progrebniak Prog- yeah. I think he's got a hat-trick in that Yeah he probably did yeah And I think there was a bigger game on That Sky hadn't bothered showing So they showed Arsenal against Reading And uh, after that After watching that full game Declan Lynch wrote That you should never not watch a game of football Yeah Because you just don't bloody know There you go There you go Well anyway West Brom are 10-11 to 11. The draws 23-10 to 10. Burnley 16-5 to 5. <sighs> Draw I can't look beyond mm. the draw Mm. I can't. If anyone's going to win it, I think West Brom will actually win the game. I think West Brom will just have too much to grind. Yeah. 
I feel like I've Burnley. been underestimating West Brom. I looked at, I kind of felt that they were going to finish. Would probably be in a relegation fight. Would be all right, but would be in a relegation yeah. fight. But then I looked at their starting eleven last week, and I was like, actually, they've a decent enough yeah. group of Premier League professionals who will win enough games. Do Burnley have a goal scorer? Uh, well, Gray. Whether or not Gray plays, he, he's actually been playing. Volks? Uh, no, not Volks. He play, Vol- Yeah, Volks actually did start the last one. All I want to know is Hal Robson Canu going to play on. He'll come off the bench. I think Hal Robson Canu will come off the bench. I'm actually going to go with West Brom to win this. I think West Brom will win the game. Um, very, very tight. One nil scrappy win. I think that'll be a tight match. I can't see it being anything. But who? Wait, where's your, do, you want, do you want a double? I tell you where my double's going to go. I'll have a cheeky outside double at both teams to score in Palace City and Southampton Liverpool. Both teams to score, but with with uh, City and Liverpool to win. That's an outside double. It's just it's just going for something. But I think overall in the double this weekend, I think Liverpool at Southampton will win, and I think that uh, Chelsea at Middlesbrough will win. That's my double this weekend. All right, all right. I am going to go for Watford, which I think is a great bet. 7-4 at home to Leicester and I will go with Stoke to be Bournemouth at 6-5 very good good bet they're too good like both of them at home could easily be odds on good I like what you're saying right let's wrap it up then thanks let's go on the lash and hope that nobody yeah. takes any photos thanks for listening yeah all the best take it easy take it easy